to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. Well, it's my great pleasure to have a super special guest today with me on Cloud and Clear, and a very special welcome to Patty Volmar, who is the Worldwide Director of Global Collaboration and Workplace Services at Colgate Paul Mullen. Welcome, Patty. Thank you, Tony. It's really good to be here with you. So happy to have you on. The story of uh, not only your career, but also I think Colgate's journey is, is, is something that I know the audience will be super excited to learn more about. Uh, but before, before we dive into Colgate Palmolive and our, and our history together, mm. uh, I'd love to learn more about your background and how you came into this position. Uh, you didn't have this exact role when we first met, and I think that's great, sort of your, your great work's being appreciated, as I can see, um, but you didn't start there either. So what's your story? Uh, and so, you know, when, when people have been with a company for a long time, right, you always gauge like how you, how you talk about it. And so, so, so I will say I'm an experienced professional. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I've been with Colgate for, for quite a while and, um, the majority of my career, um, and it started out in supply chain, actually, it started out in operations. So I was in the U S company, very, you know, American based forecasting, planning, you know, running the Colgate toothpaste for, for us company. Um, and, and that was a very domestic role, right. For, for several years, like in Park Avenue, and then, um, moved to a semi-global role in import and export as Colgate supply chain started strategically, um, sourcing their goods for the Colgate world. Um, then I left to have a kid and I jumped into an IT role, right. IT when, when IT was, um, you know, starting to need people that could help manage projects and, um, interpret um, uh, needs from the business into IT requirements, et cetera. So, so I started running big projects like, um, and this is when it became really global and my love for just global collaboration and mm -hmm. insights um, and, and expertise from around the world just really exploded because there's so much good out there and there's so many people with excellent ideas. Um, you know, global projects like um, harnessing spend of indirect procurement, for the whole world in every country. And, you know, as you know, Colgate's got, I guess the official word is over 200 countries and territories around the world with wow. a thousand employees. Um, and so, yeah. And then, you know, I, I kept kind of working my way around IT and ended up in a uh, different procurement and supply chain roles and in collaboration, you know, one of the largest projects, as you know, um, that we were really successful with was a G suite from, from some on-prem, uh, collaboration to to cloud it was our first really big step into the club yeah i think this explains a lot actually about how you've always had an affinity for the needs of the line of business like um, where you came from i think it's just very telling it's um well you can't do i mean if you don't align with business how would you perform well for the company right so i think i, I would say that i think colgate in general especially it right i think has melded itself really well into just being one with the business. I mean, we don't like using words like us and them. It's, you know, we we partner very well and we're all in it for the strategic needs of the company. And so whatever we can bring to the organization is what we do. So yeah, I know we, we could tell in working with you and your team how there was not um 
there was not a lot of us and them at all. It was very, very much a continuum. And the way that uh, you prioritize parts of the project along the way was very much about the needs of the business, but also the global needs. And I love how you brought that up because it was the first time that we were involved in a project that had such a big and spread out global footprint. Yeah. And we love, you know, learning about, you know, the cultural differences, uh, time zone differences. Oh, yeah. Um, right. But also the market differences. And it was it was just great. I remember taking calls where we were all on and then micro was in, you know, was in India or somewhere and like time yeah. zones didn't matter. It was just about getting the projects done. Yeah. It's culture and it's privacy, right? Data privacy we, we had to deal with. And then Google did a nice job at that. Um, languages, right? How did you create all of your change yeah. management so people could understand it and, and really get it? Yeah. Luckily, a lot of it was, you know, the, the, the migration of, you know, like the mail and calendar stuff was pretty intuitive, right? So it wasn't a lot of learning there, but some of the other stuff you needed to translate a lot. So I think what's really relevant and timely right now is... Uh, how Colgate Palmolive in the midst of this global pandemic running such a large business. Again, I, I want to echo that it's, you know, the organization's existed for 200 years plus. Oh, yeah. I think it's like 214. I had to look it up just to be sure I was 214 <laughs> years. <laughs> Crazy. And, and in a lot of ways, very, uh, forward thinking, right? And, uh, I imagine some of that has definitely served to your benefit in the midst of, the biggest challenge I think any of us have seen technologically, economically, culturally, this, this sort of pandemic that we're living through, it seems like forever, but maybe month four. So do you want to talk about that experience? Because I think what I've read in the public sort of sphere has been really remarkable, but I love to hear, and I know the audience wants to hear from the inside, how was this whole transition? What was it like? Um. You know, I'll, I'll just begin by saying I think that, you know, the leadership at our company several years ago, you know, I mean, when you just get involved with the cloud, it's 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 unsure, right? You're not positive. So I think this was a decision we made several years ago to to really go cloud in something that touches every employee for the most part in a very personal way, right? I mean, you're you're touching these tools every day, multiple times a day. You get used to using it and it becomes productive for you. And any change could be considered a big change, right? So this right. was a deal, but because we did this years ago and felt really good about it, and it was pretty steeped in our culture. We were really well set up for, and I would say globally, right? I mean, because we're we we you know do really well setting global standards and making changes where we have to, right? But because it's global, it scales. And, you know, I mean, and it's funny because in the U.S. we tend to be very, um, you know, oh, the, you know, COVID sent us home on March 13th. Well, right. that was that was that was in, you know, the, the New York, New Jersey area of the United States is where we're located. But, you know, the whole world, you know, across the world had been dealing with this since, you know, December, January. And I would say the whole time, um, you know, people were going remote and going remote and going remote. And, and you know, of course personally you were impacted right and i think mm -hmm. as everyone was but i think that the technology of you know pretty much everyone having a, a mobile you know pc of some kind right whether a chromebook or a you know a laptop or whatever um they could go home and and plug in and you know you could i would say so this was it was changed because it was full time but i think you know maybe some of the biggest issues were i'm not used to being at home and there's lots of people at home right it wasn't right. 
I can't get on, you know, my system. It, you know, people got their mail. They checked their calendar. Yeah. Uh, I think we had more meetings than ever, right? I mean, I think right. because of the platform we were on, people just started talking more. Because I think, you know, Colgate's a very caring company as well, right? They they pride in their sure. people. People first. You wouldn't make it without the people that care so much, right? So it was very much the first, I can't even estimate, time is a blur at some point there, right? But it's like, get in touch with your people. Is everyone okay? You know, how's your family? You can look at their face. Pretty much we tried to have video as like a standard, but it was all very um, easy to connect with people because it's one click, right? And we got ourselves to the point where, you know, I mean, we think that Google Meet is is a really great standard because you can go on your phone, you can have it on your PC and it's one click, right? So um, even in the offices, I think, you know, we're, we're broaching um, that let's just keep it easy, right? Whatever that means, yeah. if go back to offices full time, yeah. but um it was a lot of communication, probably over communication in some cases, right? To the point where we're like, we're fine. Really stop worrying about it. <laughs> no, I think what, what I appreciate in our customers and also we, you know, our, our, ourselves going through this at SADA is um, some kind of preconceived notion around when this goes back to normal or theories about what normal is. Well, even that is it's, right. It's like let's not wait for whenever we think that's going to change back to whatever we think it's going to look like. Let's assume this is the current mode of operation. So then how do we not only execute on the business objectives, but create new ways to stay connected, um, slightly new ways of working again, being on G suite for several years, it's actually not that different, which is yeah. a blessing, but there's things you just do differently by virtue of everyone being remote. Um, and so how have you managed the, the cultural aspect within your teams specifically? Because I think there's no bigger test of our culture as a company than what's going on right now. Um, and I think this is where, you know, people as leaders and organizations either show up really well or they fall down. And I think this is the biggest test we've ever seen in 20 uh, years of existence at SADA. It's, um, I mean, I think we've got a, a leadership team right now that, first of all, isn't afraid of technology. Right. I mean, they embrace it. And, you know, everybody's got their different levels of savviness, but but they're not afraid of it. Right. So as long as there's a good support system there, whatever you don't know can be either learned or improved. And so I think just because people are so open minded right now, because this changes the whole game. Right. How are you going to continue to be effective and um, and motivational and inspiring and productive while being at your house on a screen? Um, it's going to be something we're going to have to live with. I mean, yesterday is uh, off the table, right? I mean, it's not the same thing. It's going to be a totally new game. But but I think for our leadership and the people around the world, you know, the tools we had at our disposal, it's funny because people are saying, wow, we started having all these town hall meetings. Why didn't we have them before? Because we could do it, you know, in physical place, but sometimes the physical was almost a barrier where now you've got people using um, you know, live stream to connect with thousands of people and do a Q&A on the side and they're hearing yeah. from people and connecting. And um, so I don't I don't know that we missed a communication beat at all. I think our, our whole environment continued to operate. Um, you know, we're talking about now the overload maybe of meetings, right? We're talking about yeah. you know, how do you watch it? How do you not have people on? Because, you know, now people are so tuned in because they want everything to go right. How do you shut off at the end of the day? So, you know, we've got people watching to make sure we're, you know, we're being reasonable. We're not working too long after hours. But when you overlap in time zones, 
things like things like Google Docs, right? Or somebody in, you know, I need somebody from Mumbai, right? Unfortunately, um, I might have to bother them when it's not, you know, between eight and four, right? So I'll have yeah. a question doc. I can comment plus, you know, somebody and and they could respond and they won't have to get onto a computer. They could do it from their phone and they get an answer pretty quick. So it's yeah. it's just a really nice ecosystem. Yeah. We're and, and and I think the collaboration features in in docs and sheets. And, and presentations, the fact that the collaboration can ha- can happen asynchronously is also really nice, right? Because it doesn't require like, oh, I got to, you know, get up now, respond to this phone call or thing or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. I, sometimes you have to wake people up. Sometimes you don't, but the, mostly you don't. What happens is like when they're back on it and have done their work, you come back and it's there. Oh, yeah. It's this flexibility, asynchronous collaboration and communication and then real time. And there's no doubt where it is, right? If you started working on this document, it's not like you're looking through. And and I kind of feel like this is such a canned discussion, right? But maybe because we've been living it together, right? Like for so many years, but not looking through an inbox for the latest, whatever document, did they remember to copy me? You've got it because there's only one file and it's there and you can see comments and changes. And so one thing that saved us, honestly, not everybody's awesome at it, right? You're going to delete stuff. I think yeah. I gave somebody a heart attack, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago where I made a change in a, I copied a slide, or at least I thought I copied a slide and I totally removed their, their, their content. And they went in and kind of went, Hey, does anybody know what happened? All my stuff. And I could go back in history and look at, like, I knew exactly the day and time I went in and made the change yeah. and I could restore the whole, at least that slide, even restore the slide. And it was all yeah. back. Sorry, my fault. But yeah. so it's nice that, you know, there's just a lot of, checks and balances um yeah and you know we even i think colgate in the spirit of productivity right where again listen so we're used to at least in my world if you're in an office you're you're going from a meeting you're moving to a meeting you know you're spending the five minutes you might have had to walk to the next meeting there's no bio breaks or snacks or coffee mm-hmm. or whatever right? now we're actually like hey i can use this time to just click stop and then you know whatever take a quick break um yeah, we started this thing called smart meetings, right? And I guess Google's got a setting as well for um, shorter meetings, right? So you leave five yeah. minutes and a half an hour or 10 in, in an hour. Um, and so what we try to do is set a meeting up where it's, you know, it's pretty like you go into the meeting. Here's the here's the slides deck template that we're going to use. Here's the objective of the meeting. Here's the decision makers. Here's the content. And meanwhile, everyone's looking at that. And by the end, the person who's taking the notes already has the forward actions and agreements. You stop sharing, start sharing again, boom, it's on the screen and you already know, you know, kind of what people are doing next. So it's, it's all good. good I, think, I, I think that story is literally in a in an ad that Google made around collaboration. Uh, it's like people are having a meeting, they're taking notes, assigning action items, and then someone at the end who's not used to that paradigm, they're like, all right, so we'll set a follow-up for this meeting. We're, it's like, no, 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 it's done. Like we're Oh yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There's no yeah. follow-ups to follow-ups to action items and then to regroup. And no, it's just like we did it. We all have to figure out together what this new normal looks like. But I think part of the silver lining I hope that we all get to extract is is some of these habits and behavioral changes and cultural attributes and strategies, I think will be permanent changes. And I think that's actually good. We have to be able to take the good from what's happening right now 
we have examples of daily executive stand-ups we didn't have before. We have also weekly town halls on Fridays we didn't have before. And you look back and you're like, oh, that's really good. Why were we not doing it before? Pandemic for that to happen, right? You gotta wonder. And it's yeah. you know it's funny though because I think you know when and everybody again has these challenges with the change management of people wanting to change or not wanting to change. I think I think the pandemic took the argument out of the equation. It was mm-hmm. like how it is if you need to work this is kind of going to help you the best and it just became easy so people that were maybe struggling a little bit just kind of went like oh yeah okay in our story in the sada story uh, <laughs> we appropriately call this inflection point uh on the timeline we call it our colgate moment i kid you not it's okay. called our colgate moment and that was the moment that uh with diane green back you know back in the days um won the deal at Colgate and then, you know, implemented it successfully. And not that, like, you weren't the first big D Suite customer in the world, but it was like the highest profile, most ambitious, most globally distributed. Uh, but also we had the most, te- we had the most in it team that we've ever worked with, you know? Right. Yeah. Probably up until now, even I could say like that team um, was, uh, you know, led by you was like so into making this thing a, a resounding success. And so a lot of large organizations, traditional enterprises, look, when like Netflix or Facebook goes G Suite, it's like, okay, yeah, fine, born in the cloud, whatever, right? But when a 214-year-old organization does this, it's like the rest of the traditional enterprise looks at it like, how did they do it? And I mean, we've told the story many times in different forms, but from your perspective, what were the kind of reasons and expectations going in? What outcomes did you actually see relative to those expectations? And then I also want to talk about what you felt was the, the biggest challenge. You use the word inflection point, right? I, I think that when we did this, right, our company was at a place where, you know, we were eager to try cloud out, but we, you know, we weren't quite sure what the right answer was and we needed to make a change. And we did some, you know, we did due diligence with a bunch of stuff, decided that Google was the way to go. Right. And then after talking to people, it was, you know, you, cause all you can do is, you know, make your best judgment, right. And talk to people that maybe have been through it and some have and some haven't. Um, our team is really good at what we're invested in. Right. And and right. Okay, overall, right. I mean, with the focus, like anybody with the focus, you're going to go and you're going to hit it. Right. So I think, you know, we we were given um, a challenge right, to do this fast. And some of the experience we got was, listen, and the longer it takes you, the more painful it's going to be for people along the road. Right. So, I mean, you did a lot of, you know, for us and I, I could jump to pain points first. I mean, you had some infrastructure changes we had to make. Right. Because there's right. different different things you had to account for. And, and it's not just you know, U.S., it's U.S. and then all around the world, all the different requirements for privacy and, um, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. But um, we we converted in six months. I, You know, when you look back, we talked about would you, what would you change, right? So, I mean, we went from an on-prem service to migrated mail and calendar, um, not years in years, though, like maybe a year, I think, of each we migrated, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we went with a fresh Google Drive. Um, I think at that point we didn't remove anything from anyone. So we weren't really hurting, right? We weren't like, other than mail and calendar and I am, right? The documents were, you know, we were like, hey, listen, we want to do that. So, the, and the organization was like, hurry up, hurry <laughs> up. 
hurry up. It wasn't, it wasn't a, because the culture, right? You know, the, the graduates and the, you know, early career folks get it right They're They're, they're used to it and they'll do whatever. Right. And it's, you know, they're looking to their leader to figure out, you know, which way we should go. Do we use this or that tool? And so, you know, they were like, Oh, it's okay. We had more Google guides, right. That were all around the world. Like, would you like to sign up to be a Google guide and help your partner? hand they were having cupcake parties when we went live with big bees on them and like you know shirts and um it was a poll uh, for you know for a lot of people and then you know then you had to deal with okay well what about my old stuff and you know everyone's still working through that right there's a lot of benefit to new stuff but it's like if i have to take my old stuff and move it it's a pro it's still a process but it's happening and um i think people wanted the change Right. And if I think a lot along with this was it's not just a tool set, it's a future. Right. It's really like a what are you going to get? And, you know, and since then, I think we've gained confidence. Right. We've gained, again, productivity from people that are all over the world collaborating on the same stuff and coming up with common easy sharing. Right. You're not reinventing stuff. You're taking it and reusing. There's just so many productivity benefits. But it's it's um. we're happy with the confidence because we're now expanding. And since then, I mean, you know, we've done a ton of cloud stuff. But, you know, infrastructure in the cloud and services in the cloud, yeah. all yeah. just, I think once you get started, it's better. How did the results after a few years now compare to the expectations? Good question. Um, I mean, listen, I think, you know, the the obvious recent big win is just you could go home and nothing changed, right? It's the same, <laughs> yeah. mouth, same docs. You can't, you know, a lot of people, every once in a while, I'm like, what could I have heard, Right. Oh, I left all my stuff in the office. Kind of didn't because it's all in the cloud. It's you hit a button and you got it all right. I mean, some important documents I've heard people still need to go back and get. But, you know, from a safety standpoint, you don't have to go back in because you have a device or you have, you know, you have a device and it's you just can get in. So um, I think from that standpoint, just the ease of continuance was super, super beneficial. But but I think um, did it hit our expectations? I think. As time goes on, um, you'll see everyone collaborating, right? But you still have people that, you know, are used to the stuff that they're used to or or old programs that require, you right. know, what I mean? older um, technology or different technology. So, you know, maybe the thought of everybody being in one ecosystem, I mean, we're generally there, but there's outliers. And I think that that's yeah. okay. I think that everybody's... I agree. One of my b- biggest surprises on the early side, and I remember I came to... Your, uh, I think it's Fifth, An- Fifth Avenue office. Is it Fifth Avenue? Manhattan? Oh, Park Avenue. Park, Park Avenue. Oh, sorry, I'm from I'm from Los Angeles. I don't know New York that well, <laughs> but um, I came in and 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 I met with Mike as well, and I saw a Chromebook on his like desk, and that was his main device at the you know at that location, and he had a docking station with the monitors. And I was like, and then I walked into another room. And there was like a bunch of them being prepped, you know, like uh, Chromebooks for everyone. Not every, I don't know who the initial wave yeah. was, but I was like, wow, like they're, they're really, really in. And I, obviously there's a bunch of benefits, but I, I imagine, you know, security, identity, those are really important aspects for a organization like Colgate and Paul, Colgate Palmolive, who has quite a bit of proprietary information, publicly traded, there's IP, there's all this stuff that um, having a very confident security posture probably also goes a long way for your users and for, for, for IT leadership. For everyone, right? I mean, today you can't be too secure, right? And we, we take that very seriously. Um, I think that this, 
the, uh, I mean, Google in general, right? That was a good selling point for that whole platform. But I think from the Chromebook standpoint, right? I mean, we've had good acceptance, but um, we still have so many things that you'd have to pay to virtualize right now that the virtualizer, it depends on the persona, right? So with the right person, you know, if you're all browser-based, you're in. Once you start adding all these differences, it's a little costly, but then that's just up to you to decide. But people love them. People love Chromebooks. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like, uh, it's, it's obviously I'm a little biased, but it's my, it's, it's my third daily driver. And we just also deployed, you know, NetSuite, which is web based, ServiceNow, which is web based. So we're, we're basically there. But, um, I just, I was surprised that such a large organization that people, you know, or groups, including like, you know, micro at the top of IT are really adopting and well, pushing the paradigm. What I would say too is again, that could, you know, probably what you saw was um, the prep for people again to, to try stuff out because exactly. I think we were prepping yeah. it for full C-suite, right? And some are using it and some they're not and that's okay, right? But I think they were yeah. kind of like, oh, I'll try it, right? So we were prepping and we handed them out. It was well received. And again, I think it was like, you know, it depended on your personal preference because we weren't making anybody use a Chromebook, right? It was like, use it if you want to. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, from a global standpoint, um, you know, they're not everywhere. They're not yeah. available everywhere. So that Can't was a get them everywhere yet. Yeah. We don't want to go big. And, you know, we started kind of getting some hurdles. So, you know, we'll see. I think in a couple of years, we'll try it again at a, in a bigger way. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you think was the most challenging part of the project? Or where do you feel your best recollection where most of the energy went? There were a couple of things, right? We had to figure out our infrastructure. Right. Everybody was yes. worried about bandwidth. I remember, right, for Google um, Hangouts meetings at the time. Right now it's Google Meet. Um, that seemed to work out fine, but we had to do some work there. Right. We had to rethink mm-hmm. what, what we had, um, which was fine. It just we needed to go through that process. Um, I remember the I remember the, the way that Internet was routed globally. Yeah, I think some of that had, had to be re-architected. Programs, right. And, yeah. and it was. Um, it was just something that we hadn't done. That's all. It was unknown. And and so we just had to figure it out. And and we were, you know, we had a lot of good partners help us figure it out. And mm-hmm. it, it worked. I think we all learned, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it helped set up for the future, for sure. Um, I would say the other thing, too, was the, I remember, I, and I, I think I would do this different, right? I remember, I remember moving data, right? It was moving mail and moving, moving calendar entries and moving meeting appointments and calendar room bookings and stuff. And you know, so it's that balance between, you know, how do you how do you make sure you don't miss a beat when you're on the other side of a migration, right? You want to make sure people have their their information and, and what would you maybe I would have throttled that a little bit more and maybe not as moved as much. Because like, we were really worried about our goal live and what people would have available. And it's yeah. gonna be completely fine. I mean, it's funny, I just look back through my notes about, you know, I, I recently had a service award um whatever a breakfast and they had asked me, you know, what were key things you remember? And it was these funny things you remember from people that, you know, during your years you worked with. And one of the key things I remember was with my team after going live that the Monday, right. And this is, you know, you're working, working six months. I don't, I don't know that we, many of us are families, right. It was just a lot of work, fun work, but important work and engaging, right. So you wanted to do it. We got to the Monday, we cut over on the weekend on Monday, five o'clock. We're like, really? We can go yeah. home. Yeah. Like, wow, no kidding. We can go like have dinner yeah. with the family. That's good. I yeah. mean, and so yeah. Good I think stuff. what the whole experience proved to the market uh, is that no organization is too too, too traditional. No organization mm-hmm. 
is too big or too globally distributed to do this successfully. And I think that was such an important point because, you know, you get into these engagements like we do today and uh, you hear resistance of all sorts in the beginning. And a lot of it has to do with, well, we've always done it this other way. Our users are not, you know, hip enough or whatever. Um, But I think Colgate demonstrated to us, to the market, to yourselves, I think that when you have that top-down leadership support, alignment with line of business, and a desire to truly transform both functionally and culturally, that absolutely it can be done. And it can be a resounding success with challenges. Of course, there's always challenges. And there are some definitely, we've never seen this before, moments at Colgate because of how... um, uh, you know, complex and large the the footprint was, but I'm just I'm so proud of it, and we we still refer to it again as that Colgate moment for many reasons because it was a it was a market moving moment. It was like like holy cow, like you know, it's almost like the first person to climb Everest. You know, it's like we didn't think that was possible, and now like after the first person make makes it, you know, twenty twenty other people miraculously make it because they're like, oh, I get. It. Yeah, that person showed us that it's something that's possible to do. And I re- I truly feel that way about the Colgate project to this day. And uh, and I really appreciate the ongoing engagement. I think that's the key too for us. And I think the value to, to your customers in the, in the cloud world is that all the incentive in the world exists to make sure that we stay engaged together, that we continue to add value. And as the platform evolves, we're helping you adopt more of it or more parts of it, you know, over the over the long term. Yeah, it's easy to take though, right? Because it's automatic, right? I mean, it's like one of the other compelling, compelling reasons yeah. is it just comes, right? And sometimes you're surprised totally. at the new cool stuff. It's like, oh, hey, we knew that was coming, right? And then all of a sudden shows up and it's just right there. So uh, if you could predict, what do you think the next, like the, your biggest challenges, pandemic aside, as an organization, next one two three years what do you what do you see as you try to look into the horizon oh from this space i mean you know it's funny some of the things that so let's i mean only because reality is you have to deal with this pandemic right and Mm. you know hopefully next year we're looking at this going like okay thank god that's over right but but i think it's going to change now for a while and you know, I mean, so we we met in person, we had some meetings. I mean, I, you know, you're the team that you put on the Colgate team, I mean, we're still, I think we talked about this before, we're still in touch, right? All those original people from both your side and my side, I know I'll still talk. Yeah. And some of them have moved on and some of them are still with you and it's just all really healthy, but that was relationship building, right? And I think, I think when you talk to um, people in procurement, people in sales, people in learning, um, and people just in general, right? From you talk about a culture, how are you going to continue to build or or un- explain what a culture feels like, right? So you know the Colgate that I grew up in, very caring, you know, very um, you know supportive of their people, very ethical, very you know that's just like who we are, right? And we we tend to gather people that are like that, right? And and so how do you how do you you know Colgate's a great name, and you're going to work for this company that's awesome, but how do you show the newcomers what that feels like. That would be how, you know, from a collaboration tool standpoint, I would love to explore, right? And what tips and tricks do you use to reach out and let people just understand who you are, what you're all about. And and I think that's where, you know, um, 
you know, with this whole, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about, you know, underserved populations, right? And, and people that don't have a large voice or people that aren't heard. And yes. I could go into so many examples of different, you know, who that means. And, and, and just looking at someone, you wouldn't know that that's how they feel, right? So mm-hmm. the level set the playing field a little bit, right? And you, you, you teach people how, how to act, right, on a screen. Because now it's all, you know, literally level. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're here. You can be in my face or not, right? I mean, if you, yeah. if you choose to be on video mute and on audio mute and just show up as, a, you know, big green K, then, then, then that's cool that's what you can get right but i mean if you want to show your face and engage you're it's right there for you so i think i think the dynamic of this is going to be really interesting and people working remotely right all that all that stuff we used to do in person which i love i mean i love it but how are you going to do it right i mean are you mm-hmm. you know i mean my husband is in sales right so are you going to be able to bring someone to dinner i don't know you know so so what does that become and um, you're going to find ways. Well, our CDO team has found some really cool ways to have, you know, like a, a, an energetic sales meeting, right? Where they have people with like, you know, this one person came on, they were like the DJ. It was so cool. And they, you know, they just did like a whole hype session. Yeah. And it was cool. So, you know, innovation is going to be killer here, I think, and how people do cool stuff. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing the best of people. I think that it is so different onboarding people and integrating, to, in, integrating them to your culture who probably are a great expansion of your culture to begin with because, you know, they've been hired, right? Like birds yeah. of a feather, but integrating them to um, the value system and processes and, and all that stuff in a remote paradigm is is so interesting. I'm really proud of how well we've done. And I know that's probably mm-hmm. new for your management team and people operations teams as well. But I think as long as we figure that out and we're in a position that we can serve the community, create more diversity in our uh, leadership pool and our and our young talent coming in. Really? Um, it definitely puts us in the best possible position to serve our, you know, serve our customers. Yeah. And what better way now, right? Because I mean, you can be yeah. anywhere on the box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. in my office. I don't have to pay a lot of money to fly you in. You're just here. Yeah. So this guy's the limit right now for a lot of people, right? That maybe it wasn't before, which is cool. And like you, I love being in person. I remember flying out for like a three hour film session and flying back one time. Hey, that's right. That was a lot so of fun. It's but very different for me. Just think about that, right? Think about the yeah. cost of that versus what we're doing now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I hope we find as much um, pleasure in 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 this next wave of of culture and interaction, right? It's going to be very interesting. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. We hope to be working with you for many, many years to come through your entire evolution and journey and all through the challenges and the peaks and the valleys. I think that's what makes... Uh, the, the best kind of uh, partnership for life. And uh, again, thank you so much for being part of the SADA history, our story, the Google yeah. Cloud story, you know, that Colgate moment was truly special. And, and, and hopefully we have more of those together in years to come. Good. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks, Patty. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.